What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie, and we got a really special guest here today, as we always do, but this is one of my favorites from one of the season's Ultimate Fighter, season 22. We got Abner Lavaras, and am I pronouncing that name right, Abner? Hello, what's up? What's going on, man? I gotta say, before we start anything off, uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. The season of Ultimate Fighter that you were on was definitely one of my favorites, and you personally were my ex-girlfriend's favorite fighter on the entire season, man. So I'd really like to start with uh, talking about where you were at uh, going into that house and what that experience was like before we catch up with uh, everything that's going on right now. But first off, man, how are you doing? How have you been? Ah, very good. I just come from training. Uh... I have a new fight now in Germany, so everything is going good. Getting recovering from uh, my broken hand, I got an injury in my hand, so I'm uh, ready to get back to, to the cage. Man, how much time do you have to take away with a broken hand? Because I feel like uh, it happens a lot in this sport. Yeah, I broke my a bone uh, between my thumb and my hand, so I got uh, two straight months uh, without any training because my I had two surgeries. So was uh, was not that bad, no. I still can move, use my right hand for everything, but I could not really train for these two months. And then I started, and now it's hundred percent. So it's one injury, you know, that happened in MMA. Yeah, so before we talk about anything going on right now, let's talk a little bit about the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, Uriah Faber, man, he, he got to make his return. Did you catch uh, Faber's fight? I know he was the opposing team, but uh, what did you think about his return? Yeah, that was amazing, no? This beautiful knockout. All the crowd was with him. It's amazing to see a guy like him, who is a very nice guy and more... Almost everyone likes him, and with 40 years old, get that win in the UFC. It's amazing for him, for all his teammates. I'm very happy for someone like him to get a win like that, no? Now, very good for him. Let's talk a little bit about that season Ultimate Fighter that you were on, man. Uh, what was that experience like? Like, what were some of your favorite moments? There were so many highlights. Obviously, your coach, Conor McGregor, was getting ready for the biggest fight of his career against Jose Aldo, and we'll talk about that and what that was like for you when you're able to watch that historic fight, but, uh, you know, how, how exciting was that? What was your favorite moment, you think, from that season? Well, almost everything, you know, the, what I have to say was I didn't enjoy that, that much because I was in a very strict diet for the show because you never know when you're going to fight, you know, so I was every day hungry with diet, some of the guys like Ryan Hall or Marcy in the police, so they were uh, lower weight classes, so they were eating all the time. And I had a very strict diet every day, so I was only thinking on food, you know, so that that for your mind, it's very hard. But uh, after that, you no, know, it's uh, all the show was very nice, like to be on the house, to live that experience with the UFC, the Ultimate Fighter, and to Israel, like, no, a TV show like that, no? So was many things together to to have that experience. For, I get that for my life, no? It was very nice, and in the show, you know, the, the diet was very bad, but I enjoy almost everything. Every day was nice with the guys. It was good with all of them, so I really enjoy that, that 
athletic experience. What was Connor like as a coach? I mean, you know, what was like some of the strengths that he had that you took away from uh, what, he, what he was able to teach you? From him uh, in the show, uh, at first he, he was like, uh, he, he didn't know us, so he has his team, SVG, they are like a family, so he didn't know us, was very like, uh, okay, guys, do whatever you want, you need to win this for you, not for anyone else. So, but after two or three days when we start fight and we start to be a group, a team against the USA, you know, he really pushed us to, to win, to train, so he gave us some tips and his attitude, no, it's not only the, the train techniques he shows, because technique, everyone has techniques to show, no, but you know, the attitude has McGregor and the, you know, that mentality of, of winner, no, that we, we take a lot of things from him. Very yeah. good, I, re I remember that. I think it was one of the first couple of episodes he was sitting with you guys and saying, listen, this is not a team game. Like this is this show, you are here for you and you alone. So don't don't make friends with everybody. Obviously make friends with everybody, but never lose touch of why you are here and what you're really fighting for. And, you know, obviously going through that show, living in a house with all those fighters, I've interviewed a lot of guys that were on the Ultimate Fighter. I even do a show with somebody from uh, season 10 of The Ultimate Fighter. And he says that experience was so difficult living with all these guys, everyone's cutting weight, everyone's got ego. I mean, who did you really connect with on that season? Uh, any lifelong friends that you made uh, from season 22? You know, uh, I'm, uh, I don't really, uh, you know, after, after the show, I meet uh, Artem Lov a few times. Artem, I've yeah. been training with them with SVG. I think Artem was the guy we have like a, a similar career. No, we fight every everywhere, everyone. We have some losses, also wins. I think we have a similar career and similar attitude. And I meet him a few times. He, he came to Barcelona. I went to Ireland. But then in the show, I, I was not really close to him. No, he was more close to to Martin or Sol Rogers because they were they are not Sol Rogers is from SBG England so I think they they fought each other so they knew each other from before and in the house I, I'm a person I not really I don't need to be close to, to no one no so I'm more on my own I'm I talk to everyone but you know I didn't get close to anyone and but, you know after the show yeah I meet the art team a few times and not much. I got to ask you, man, there were so many moments on that season, but one of the moments that really stood out was Daniel Timor and, you know, getting in that little scuffle with Cody Nolov. What was that like personally, like uh, being in the middle of all that when everybody was trying to fight? I think it was Connor and Cody that got into the scuffle originally. Where were you in that mix and uh, what were you uh, doing? Yeah, if you see that video in, on YouTube, it's uh, getting, I think, 11 million of views. It's something amazing. Every time I see, I'm, I'm close to McGregor when he was uh, no, talking to the American team, talking about TJ Dillashaw and Uriah Faber, oh, that's the no, snake on the grass. <laughs> and I was close to McGregor, I was thinking, man, shut up, man, it's, it's over. We want to fight here, everyone, I was like a... But he didn't stop me. I see, man, this McGregor is really crazy. And he don't stop, he didn't stop, he didn't stop. And then it starts everything, I was close, so everyone starts to push. 
and then come David, uh, Daniel, David, no, Daniel. Da Daniel no, Timon, Daniel. yeah, his, his brother is David, that's right. Okay, so he come, then he start to do that with the underwear, so <laughs> all the moment I was close to McGregor, I was, man, stop, better you stop, because if we start to fight here 20 against 20, this is going to be, we never finish here fighting, no, mm -hmm. but then, at the end, no, nobody fight, no, they say, we start to push each other and talk, hey, motherfucker, but no, we was amazing, that was crazy, that moment I was, man, this McGregor is really, it's another, another level, no? Now, I, I got to ask this. I'm going through your Instagram, and everybody that's watching the video cast right now, unfortunately, if you guys are listening to this on iTunes or Podbean, you can't see, so jump over to the YouTube page. But you did some cross-training with Gunnar Nelson recently? Is that is that what I'm seeing? Uh, not recently, I've been, but I've been training with him because uh, when I went to with Artem, and when we started to SBG Dublin, and then was, uh, Gunnar Nelson was getting ready for a UFC fight, and I've been... They, they told me, hey, you want to go with him to train? And then since that, I've been two, three times training with him. I've been traveling to to Iceland, Reykjavik. And yeah, I've been training with him for, for a while, two, three times there. And it's amazing, man. They, that guy, is, his level woof, is really, really good on the ground. And stand up, his timing, his distance. And I think McGregor has been learning from Gunnar Nelson a lot, you know? He's the pioneer, Gunnar Nelson. It's, uh, his level is amazing. I learned also a lot from him, and it was a very good experience to train with him. Now, you recently had a fight with Bellator. Are you going to be trying to get back over there? Uh, what, what were you discussing at the beginning of this interview? Uh, your, your injury and upcoming fight, possibly? What's going on right now? So, I, I just text uh, Bellator, the guy. Uh, because uh, I got the fight for Bellator like one week notice for, against Jimmy Wallhead, who is a a guy from England, very popular in England. He has fought in Bellator for a long. He has fought in the UFC. And I just text them, hey man, I didn't get feedback from Bellator. What happened, man? I fought for Bellator one week notice. I put my my hand on the on the show, and nobody texts me about if I'm good with my hand or if. Uh, you did a good fight, no, it was very, I lost by decision, but it was very close, the fight, so, I just text the guy, they didn't text me back yet, I don't know what happened with them. So, you know? this was actually back in February that this happened, and you're saying right now the people yeah. at Bellator didn't message you back, or who didn't message you back? No, no, no they didn't, the, uh, the matchmaker, I just text him like, hey, what happened, nobody... Nobody get, I didn't get any feedback from Bellator, from you, from anyone. So and anyone worry about my broken hand or if I fought good or not, they just, they didn't say anything. It was a very, very weird, you know, but I have an age, you know, I'm 36, so I don't have time to lose or wait for any promotion, no. Now I fought Bellator, then I already fought UFC. So if a good promoter give me a good fight and you know I thought I don't wait for anyone anymore. You know? Is that kind of you weird for a promotion not to check up on on their fighter? Because I, I I've never really heard of that somebody not making sure one of their athletes are okay or somebody that you know really helped them out in a tight situation, especially on one week's notice. Yeah, yeah, I just get the fight. I don't know what happened. They pay me and it's like okay, you come, you fight and you go. 
So what are you doing right now? Are you are you getting ready for a fight? Are you looking for fights? What, what what's going on with you right now currently? No, I just uh, I will fight for the title lightweight for GMC in Germany. So against Mohamed Gravinsky, who fought in the Ultimate Fighter, the 222 season, he lost against the Martin Benson. Oh wow! So yeah, he didn't get in the house. And I will fight him in, in September for the GMC. It's the biggest promotion, the MMA promotion in Germany. I will fight for the lightweight title. So I'm on diet now and I'm getting ready for the fight. It's going to be a very nice fight, very nice promotion, big venue. So I think it's a great fight. I'm motivated to do it. Now, Abner, I'm so happy to hear that you're motivated to do this because I remember uh, messaging you and hearing interviews back when uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 22 finished, and you were kind of having second thoughts about continuing uh, your career. What was the turning point that made you motivated again to uh, keep following down this road of mixed martial arts? What was it that clicked, that kept you inspired? I think one of the motivation. I think, when you get in the tooth in the Ultimate Fighter and UFC, at least here in Spain, right? in Catalonia, in Barcelona, it's, uh, the, we don't have many fighters. We, I think we have two in the UFC, so I get popular here, so you know that uh, popularity gives me motivation to keep doing, now I need to get profit from that, then I get some belts, I fought in Italy, I won a, a title belt there, so I start to get popular, I think I to make some money also here, coaching and I think that that makes me keep going, no? You know, and I think I, I did some good fights from the Ultimate Fighter and the UFC. I won a few title belts, so and now I hope to get the next one. So I get that motivation to keep working, to keep on the MMA, and to enjoy that lifestyle, you know. Now, be I love it. before we let you go, I think one of the most popular questions that we got to ask you is obviously when that season Ultimate Fighter was finishing up. Conor McGregor was getting ready for the fight with Jose Aldo. And it was, I believe, the same weekend as as you guys were fighting. It was International Fight Week. Uh, did you sit there? Did you witness that in person? Or did you watch it backstage? Bring bring us through that. What was that night like for you, Jose Aldo versus McGregor? Yeah, so uh, as a fighter, the International Week, after the Ultimate Fighter, you know, it's many experience I, I have lived as a fighter, you know? That's really, you know, it's like a dream. When I start to train MMA, then if someone, they say, no, you will go to the Ultimate Fighter, you will fight UFC, then Bellator, man, I will sign in a second. All that, all that experience, the International Fight Week was amazing in Las Vegas, the MGM, and I was watching all the big fighters, Jacare, Damian Maya, McGregor, Jose Aldo, all, no, was three UFC, three days straight, so many fighters around. Uh, and was amazing. The experience was very nice, and about uh, was the big fight, you know, big title fight. The uh, McGregor Jose Aldo for all the media around the world was expecting, and I could not get in the venue. So I watched it uh, with friends in in a bar, 
because uh, they didn't give free tickets for fighters. So, but the experience was amazing. I wish I could see the it live, but at least for 30 seconds. Also, if you pay $1,000 for three seconds, then also it's not very profit, no, but uh, all the experience that weekend for me as a fighter, as a person, no, I was was amazing. And I keep that with me and I enjoy that, that days of my life. <laughs> now, last question I got to ask you. you, you said that you got an upcoming fight. Is that going to be the only fight for you this year? Is that what you're focusing on? Just one more fight for 2019? Was a, well, I was negotiating a boxing fight because also I, I uh, I'm undefeated in boxing. I I was doing very good as amateur boxer. I won three national championships. I went to the European Championships. And I'm I'm for zero in professional boxing. They give me a fight in Philadelphia against a guy 11 undefeated also 11-0 and the commission they don't allow us to fight they say no it's too many different fights the guy has 11 and 10 knockouts and you only four fights so i don't know why it that fight was going to be in, in august now it's three weeks something like this or two weeks and the commission there in philadelphia they didn't allow the fight they say it's different too many you know he has 11 me i have four but that was a nice opportunity also in boxing, uh, but I could not get it. And after that, after German, the Germany fight, I, I hope to get some, I think from September to end of year, I think I hope to get a few fights. And you don't know if I will get the GMC bell, maybe defend it. And anything good, have any, any good fight I get, I will, I will get it. Abner, you're 4-0 as a boxer, so that's, that's exciting, man. A lot of people are getting back into boxing, it seems, and we're really excited to have you check in here with us at Pure Evil MMA. Uh, at this point in the interview, what we like to do is give the imaginary microphone over to you. If you have any sponsors, any shout-outs, social media tags, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. Oh, yeah, so I use uh, this last question. We talk about boxing. I also text uh, bare knuckle boxing. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, I text them, they text me back, but then I didn't get any, any, uh, another answer, the second one. I sent my curriculum, I told them I fought in the UFC, I pro boxer. So, also, if they uh, give me a good fight, I will go also. It's an uh, experience I would like to, to do, a bare knuckle boxing. And, and that's it, just to, after that, uh, no. A message to everyone, all the MF fighters, the young fighters, to to keep going. Always the opportunities. If you keep training, the opportunity always comes. Sometimes they come late, but they will come. And that's it. I say hi to my friends there in Team Link, in right here in Mass, Springfield, yeah, yeah, Massachusetts. And all my friends around there, I had there from my team. My time, I was there training with Team Link and fighting for CES. So if they listen, say hi to them. Oh man, they listen all the time. A lot of uh, a lot of the fighters come on here as well. Uh, I was just cage side for uh, John Gotti the Third's fight. Uh, they're doing big things uh -huh. for CES right now. So. Yeah, Team Link, definitely a big shout-out to them. Abner, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you a blessed future, and uh, we wish you to heal well with your hand as well.
Yep. Thank you very much to you. God bless. Nice. Abner, really quick. Abner. Let me know. Abner, can you hear me? What? Can you just really quick say, hey guys, this is Abner, the Skull Man Lavares, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA? Thank you, Abner. God bless. Welcome. See you. Here you guys go. Abner Lavares, the Skull Man from Season 22 Ultimate Fighter on Team McGregor. How cool is that, man? One of my favorite seasons of Ultimate Fighter in, in history. And you're having people like Artem Bob off that season. Uh, Timor, what a success he's been. Ryan Hall just fought. Abner saying that he fought for Bellator that didn't get back to him to check if he was okay. Find that a little weird, and I know a lot of journalists wouldn't go that far to try to get that story. But if Abner is saying that, man, I find that a little weird to not reach out. And uh, I feel like Bellator's had issues with that in the past, not letting fans know how you know. Even back when Dada happened, a lot of the fans were going berserk because we didn't know how what his conditions were, this or that. And I'll, I'll tell you this: every time I've dealt with Bellator, amazing, very very professional. Um, some of the best moments of my media career have been with Bellator. It's a little weird. I don't know what uh, what's going on with that, but um, hopefully Bellator will do the right thing and check with Abner and make sure that he, he heals well after taking a, a fight on one week's notice. And what a, what a nice stand-up guy, man. I was so concerned that he was going to back away from mixed martial arts or combat sports in general. A couple weeks after Ultimate Fighter wrapped up, he was having second thoughts. Here he is, what, five years later, four or five years later, doing the damn thing. 4-0 in boxing, doing big things with uh, MMA, training up here at Team Link. So Abner, uh, make sure to give Abner a follow on his Instagram, at Abner Lavares. that's A-B-N-E-R-L-L-O-V-E-R-A-S. Also, same thing on Twitter. That does it for this episode of Pure Evil MMA, guys. I will be doing the recap show for this weekend's event. Also got to discuss a little bit of news with John Jones and why I am scratching my head wondering why people are throwing him under the bus so quick without any evidence at all. But, kind of like the boy cried wolf, I guess. We'll be talking about that later on tonight. So subscribe down below. Give us a thumbs up here on YouTube. If you're watching this on Periscope, I thank you so much. We have a new Twitter page, at PureEvilMMA underscore. Same thing on Instagram, at PureEvilMMA underscore. Or follow my personal page on Twitter, at EvilUnderDashEcho. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-Z-C-O. On Facebook, at PureEvilMMAS. And you can find all the links, MMA news, interviews, everything at PureEvilMMA.com. Well, that does it for this episode, guys. I'm Evil Eddie from PureEvilMMA.com. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles to the end. Behave yourselves.